Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so beautiful. I know it's cloudy and grey outside in England today. But nature... Isn't nature so healing? Isn't nature so great? If you can hear the sound of the water and it's making you need to urinate, then I'm sorry, there's nothing I can really do about that. Um, go for a wee maybe before you watch this video um, and we continue with today's chat for the weekly groceries. Thanks for being here. The reason I wanted to start this off just being a little bit more quiet is to ground ourselves into the moment, to chill out so that you can listen with more presence and you can be here with me in presence. And you know, if you want to put this on in the background and keep on doing your own thing, that's cool. But what I wanted to cultivate here on the weekly groceries is a space for us to chill out together, to be present. And if you can hear wind noises in the uh, audio, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about that either. <laughs> I'm filming using my iPhone. Um, so this is just showing up as we are in all of our imperfection, but we're not here to be perfect. We are here simply to be present. So if you can be present with me, if you can be here with me, I'll do my absolute best and I give you my fullest attention really to be here with you as well. So thank you. Currently I'm in Devon. I've moved from my last work away that I was in in the last uh, week of groceries. And if you're new here, oh no. Oh, I've forgotten to bring you a drink. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've got water. We've got the lovely water. I'm not sure that I'd drink this water. Maybe if I was in a dire situation and we're in a zombie apocalypse, then I'd drink it. Otherwise, we just have just water. That's all we need, really. That's all we need. Usually I give you a hot drink. If you're new here, this is the weekly groceries. My name is Catherine, your host. And we talk about life how to grow the garden of our lives together and return back to basically the essential wisdom that dwells and lives within us. So this is food for thought, food for heart and food for your spirit as well. That's why it's called Weekly Groceries so we can deliver the goodies to you. Mm. Thanks for being here. Yes, I'm currently in Devon, which is just another part of the UK. I've somehow ended up travelling the south of England, which I'm really enjoying it, to be honest. There's quite, if you're not familiar with, um, with England, there's quite a north and south divide and they kind of don't really get along with each other. Or there's always the stereotype of, oh, the northerners or, oh, the, the southerners. But I'm actually really enjoying my time down here. Uh, I feel like for some reason the grass, the grass is greener down here. Not in a metaphorical way, I mean that quite literally, that the grass feels like it's greener over here. But my last episode, if you didn't tune in, was talking about Wu Wei and how I used that principle, that philosophy, to live a simple and relaxed life and to keep on following the ways of nature. Now you look, look at this water. It's flowing downstream. Our natural path, our natural propensity is to flow with life. And yet we've been so conditioned in this world to 
flow against life and we're constantly resisting the things that are happening in our lives. But you can check that episode out. I thought that was quite a good episode really, talking about Wu Wei. And it's led me into the next place that I'm in. So this, very, this fell into place very synchronistically and it's a very good example of Wu Wei and how we can live in tandem with what the universe wants for us. So I had to leave the last place unexpectedly because I thought I'd be able to stay there longer but they had another work away person coming to stay there. So I had to evacuate basically um, and leave within about three days, quite short notice, but it's all good. And then I was like, hmm, where am I going next? I don't have anything lined up. I don't really want to go back home. So I was just thinking and trying to make something happen, applying to different places that I could stay and doing work away. If you're not familiar with what that is, you can listen to my last um, weekly groceries to learn more about that principle as well. Um, and then, out of the blue, randomly, by coincidence, as they always say, um, this lady messaged me saying, hi, yeah, come on Thursday, we'll happily have you here. Um, and she's awesome, she's freaking awesome. Um, so I'm staying with her right now, helping her with her her healing therapies business, creating business cards for her, and we get on really well. Yeah, it's just magical, it's just lots of whimsical ideas, we're very uh, creative, and there's just so many different synchronicities that are happening, like re really random things being mentioned, that's like, wow, what, really? You're into that thing as well? And for example, today, um, she mentioned that we should watch the Celestine Prophecy, the film. I've not seen it, I don't know anything about it, but it was on my to-read to, to list of, I need to read that book. And then she ended up um, showing me that she had the book there, so I'm going to be reading it. But it's just all these, and every time we look at the clock, it's like, I don't know, 14, 14. So many different things happening. And if you are attuned, if you are tapped in, and you will realize this is the way that effortless synchronicity melts into our hearts and melts into our lives. So, I'm good. I'm doing good right now. Things are very random, very up in the air, and that's the way I like it to be. Not really know. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week. I'm leaving next week as well, going to a different place. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'll be. But that's the way, that's the way to live your life effortlessly, really. So that's what's been going on in my world. And also, I want to say to you right now, these, this word, well, this, this concept that I learned about, which is called Wabi Sabi. <laughs> and we, me and this lady that I'm living with right now, we keep on saying just at random points throughout the day, Wabi Sabi, and just look at each other with this kind of madness in our eyes. <laughs> and I love being, I love being people, with people on the same frequency, on the same wavelength, that just are totally, they're totally, you know, wild, free-spirited. She's got such a free spirit, and that's what I really love about her. So I'm very grateful to her. But wabi-sabi, wabi-sabi, what is this concept? This means, it's a Japanese word. I'm still unfamiliar, I'm still familiarizing myself with it, but basically wabi-sabi means the imperfect way that nature somehow seems to unravel and work its way into perfection. So it's basically like imperfect perfection. Like we look around, we see the trees, we see how they are just kind of growing and doing their own thing and there's all these rocks everywhere the water's flowing wherever it wants to and to our mind you know it's so soothing to be in nature it's so nice to see this kind of chaotic play of all these different organisms um kind of harmonizing together and then we have the very um 
linear human intellectual way of looking at things like for example we mow our lawns we mow our lawns we're trying to trim everything we're trying to make everything look very perfect and linear and uh, more pleasing more pleasing to our eyes and trying to organize things all the time but nature is not organized and wabi-sabi wabi-sabi <laughs> is kind of a way of, of saying to you that not everything you do has to be perfect like you are not here to be perfect and one of the great examples of wabi-sabi is when a pot breaks on the floor a clay let's say a clay pot breaks on the floor and they started to put them back together these artists started to put them back together and seal the the cracked pot together with gold paint or gold glue or something so that so that the imperfect pieces collaborate back together to create something so beautiful so if you if you search on google wabi sabi pottery wabi sabi <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just love saying it it just honestly it's like something that for me is going to be changing my mood like me and my friend that i made in mexico um we came up with this this activation word this activation word that when we use it it kind of ignites this sort of energy so that you can switch up your mood or infuse that excitable excitable enthusiastic energy into something so i think the word that we were using was bazinga so whenever we would taste something that would taste so good and so delicious we'd be like bazinga or whenever something really cool would happen or really fun would come together, we'd just look at each other and go, bazinga! But it's all these things that you can start imprinting your language and the things that you're doing with this really exciting, um, wonderful and vibrant and powerful energy. Because otherwise you're just gonna kind of live, live your life very blasé and you're never really feeling that, that pizzazz for life, that, that vibrancy that I think we're all seeking. Anyways, why am I talking about wabi-sabi? Wabi-sabi! <laughs> Sorry, just fucking... It's so great! Like, honestly, say it out loud to yourself. Even if... I don't care if you're s surrounded by people right now. I don't care if you're listening to this on the train. Say it out loud. Say wabi-sabi! <laughs> and you will invoke this activation. So if you're at work, you're having a shit time, and you just... Oh, maybe you're overthinking about something at home right now, and you just think, oh, what is life? Wabi-sabi! Put a little wabi-sabi on it. it kind of sounds like wasabi, actually. It's very spicy, you know, we need to add that wasabi wabi sabi to the things that we're doing so that it kind of becomes tainted and infected with happiness, with joy, with the lightness of being that I think we're all seeking. And wabi sabi is also about not doing things perfectly, but knowing that, you know, the way that things unfold, the way that you unfold as a person and your process, that's part of wabi sabi. It's part of nature. It's part of what's meant to happen that way. And it's not, we're not here to to live such rigid lives and try and get everything right all the time and never ever fail at anything and never make any mistakes. That's not what we are here to do. But what I was thinking about talking about in the weekly groceries, as you know, I don't really plan what I'm gonna be talking about, but last night I was laid in bed and I was thinking of um, ideas, you know, just things. You know, sometimes you lay, I lay down at night time and my mind is just going wild with ideas and I'm just laid in bed kind of, it's kind of like a meditation for me because I get to just observe the thoughts Observe the thoughts, observe all these wacky ideas that are coming into my head and kind of stringing them all together to create this kind of symphony going on inside the mind. Uh, but that's how I sustain my creativity, is just observing my mind um, when it's coming up with these different things, like a vortex, a swirling vortex of things to tra transmit to you. And I was thinking about um, this idea of, oh my God, also, I'm sorry, I haven't got you a drink. I haven't asked you how you are. 
I'm so sorry. I haven't even asked you what you're grateful for this week. That's a little custom, a tradition that we've got going on here. I'm so sorry. Maybe your host is just too excited about Wabi Sabi today that I've not asked you, you know, how are you? Please let me know in the comments. Let me, give this video a thumbs up if you're enjoying uh, being here and you're enjoying the weekly groceries and let me know, all, all, as always, you know, what you would like me to talk about uh, each week or if you have any questions or things of that nature. Just pop them down below to let me know that you're enjoying this as much as I am. But yes, also one thing that you're grateful for this week, the thing that I'm grateful for is Wabi Sabi and just this chaotic energy that's kind of pervading my life right now and the, the this this sense of oh my god do you know sometimes I just I'm so excited right now sometimes I just reflect on what's going on in my life especially when I'm traveling that's when the magic comes alive for me and I just honestly see limitless potential everywhere I go and I, I get out of my my rut my routine of you know doing the same thing every day and I see different things I'm exposed to these different stimuli and I just I feel so so grateful for just how random my life is sometimes and how you know the the unexpected things they just keep on happening and I yes I'm just feeling really grateful I mean just look look at this it's beautiful it's very beautiful I mean it looks like the trees are dying you know there's it's kind of it's not the most scenic thing I've ever seen but it, it's perfect in its own right it's perfect in its own way you know um, but yes last night I was thinking about um, this idea of how we paint our perception onto things because what I want to do with the weekly groceries is essentially share with you my my inner process and the things that I'm being shown and what I'm kind of um, learning along my journey in real time so the things that I'm pro processing internally and then sharing these experiences and these insights with you so that it's relevant to my current process and you can make it relevant to what you're going through as well it's kind of like we're exchanging our inner wisdom here um, in real time so this idea of painting perception came into my brain um, it stopped me from sleeping to be honest because sometimes when I'm so wide awake with all these ideas and I, I, I'm just too lazy to put put down pen and paper they're just kind of they're floating around there they're floating around there but it's better than them floating around in the ether and I, I miss them and I lose them and I, I never find them again but basically I've noticed a lot that in my life trying to control other people and trying to interfere with other people's lives is so unfruitful and so futile and I feel like this is how all divisiveness in our lives begins because when right imagine this imagine this we come into this world and we are walls we're all walls we're all in this room together right imagine a room just with lots of walls and then our walls are blank when we first come into the world because we haven't really acquired any sort of beliefs we don't really know what the world is about we don't really know what we believe in we don't really know we're not really affected or tainted by cultural and social conditioning um, until we start accumulating that through life and then other people start painting on our walls basically that's what our conditioning is it's the accumulation of all these different worldviews and ideas of how you think the world is and all these different customs and social etiquette that we need to uh, subscribe to and all these different kinds of uh, beliefs about ourselves that we internalize is because it's the result of the other people around us our parents our caregivers our family our friends 
our school, uh, our culture, just paints lots of things on our walls basically. And then we start, we start thinking that we are the paint essentially. We start identifying with all these beliefs, we start identifying with these things that we believe in. We, we keep saying to ourselves, yes I'm a, I'm a left wing, yes I'm a right wing, this is what I believe in, I'm a feminist, I'm a this, I'm a that. And we start basically forgetting that underneath all of these different labels and things that we identify with, we are all still just these walls. We're all still human. We all bleed red. Like we're all gonna die at the end of the day. I don't say that to scare you. I'm talking real facts. We're going to melt away our physical body at some point. So, you know, I've really been thinking about this idea in my own life about how, how all divisiveness and all tyranny in this world is a result of other people going around, pointing their fingers, and telling other people what, what they should do with their own lives. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. People saying, you should not believe in this. You should not be doing that. You should be doing this instead because this is a more moral thing to do or this is the right thing to do. Except they're, they're basically walking around with their own fricking paintbrush trying to paint on other people's walls. Trying to paint, paint, paint the colour that they think is best. The colour that they think is, the, is going to be you know, the best um, onto other people's walls. When in the meantime, firstly, they realise that it's very fruitful to try and do that because you can't really, you can't really change people in that way. You can't change people by trying to mould them into this idea of who you want them to be. The best way to change people is by not striving to do that at all, by not even trying to impose yourself on someone else's free will, but rather by serving as an example of, hey, you know, I'm living my life this way, I'm going to share it with you a little bit and maybe by example you will kind of like what I'm doing and we'll share it together. For example with veganism you might have, or even carnivorism, I don't know, take for example these uh, ideals, these beliefs, you've got people walking around trying to paint on other people, you should be vegan, you're bad for eating meat and you should, you should follow this diet you are horrible, you are killing and murdering all these animals, you cow, baby cow murderer, blah blah blah, all this, and they get really angry at the world. And it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't really help anyone to be doing this because in fact it pushes people away further, creates that more divisiveness so that people start hating on vegans and, you know, pushing away this belief system. And I feel like this just happens all the time and I've seen it in my, in my in my own life and I've been the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've been going through this inner processing of dealing with other people trying to control what I do and oftentimes my first initial reaction was to try and defend myself or defend the choices in my life or defend my decisions believing that I had to defend my paint I had to defend my life choices and defend what I want to be doing with my life so for example Sorry, I'm trying to really bring all these ideas together because there's a lot, there's a lot going on inside, inside of here. Um, but when I started my OnlyFans, I knew, I knew that it was going to receive, I was going to receive some sort of criticism or people were not gonna like what I was doing. Um, but it was so interesting to see that there was a few people who went out of their way to message me saying, look, I don't think this is for you. Um, I don't, I don't really like what you're doing. 
or just trying to impose their own worldview of how they think I should be onto me. And my first initial reactions to this was kind of being like, oh, I feel like I'm being attacked. And this kind of brought up that feeling that I always felt when I was younger of just feeling like, oh, why don't you understand me? Why don't you get me? Kind of, kind of feeling. And I used to always have that with, um, with the clothes that I was wearing. Because in school, I used to wear really weird, strange clothes. And I would always get really upset when I, whenever I felt like someone was criticizing my clothes as if it was like a part of me and they were attacking me. But the thing is, when, when, we, when we get defensive about something in our lives and we feel the need to justify ourselves, we feel the need to kind of protect this self-image that we have of ourselves and ward off anyone else that's kind of attacking us, in truth, not only do you give power away to those people that are uh, criticizing you because you're allowing yourself to feel offended by that thing, you're allowing that, that to really inculcate your sense of self-worth or your identity, but also, it's so futile. It's so futile to think that we have to defend our paint, essentially. To think that we have to protect ourselves in that way. And I think it really stems from wanting yourself to be perceived in a certain way and not wanting other people... Well, it's, it's like a fear of rejection. It's that fear of what other people might say that lives on deep, deep inside of us. Or fear of being attacked. And so we're all walking around with our, with our different kinds of ways of viewing life, different perspectives, and as soon as someone doesn't agree with us, or as soon as someone's doing something to contradict the things that we believe in, we get so on the offensive about it. We get so willing to just pounce and attack and fight back. And in truth, I've realized that this is so futile. Like I just, I actually can't be bothered anymore. Another really great example of this is, well, it's kind of to do with what's going on in the world right now. And me personally, I haven't had the jibby-jabby and I don't agree with it. I think that it's, I think it's kind of wrong, but at the same time, I'm not here to impose myself on other people. I'm not here to tell them what they should and shouldn't do with their lives. If they want to go, if they want to go do that, then it's not within my means. It's not within my control to try and get people to change and do what I want them to do, basically. The same applies to wearing the, the thingies. You know, I don't like wearing one. I don't agree with it either. But at the same time, you know, I've just realized, and I, I really I had to go through a lot of processing because in the beginning I was judging people. I was judging people and kind of go, falling into that, that trap of being like, oh my God, why are these people so asleep or why are they not awake? And you know, this whole kind of superiority complex around it. And I really had to admit to myself, actually, I'm not superior to anyone. Like, and I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's helping anyone to say that, you know, oh, I'm awake and this person isn't, and to kind of judge them in that way or see them as less of a person because of their own decisions or because of their own conditioning. Because a lot of times we judge people, if we're talking in terms of this metaphor, we judge people by what paint they're carrying or what paint their wall is, forgetting that underneath their paint, they are just walls like we are. <laughs> and you're either, at this point in the video, you're either getting what I'm saying or you're not. <laughs> especially talking about the walls. But you know, it's, we all bleed red. We're all humans, we're all here to live a human life. And it, honestly, it's not, we're not gonna head in that, the direction of having a more unified, 
beautiful world that is genuinely full of love and is not just a fantastic ideal of like, yeah, man, peace on earth, we're all loving each other. But seriously, like we're not going to attain this beautiful world where we accept each other's differences and we accept each other's different ways of being if we are still living through the lens of trying to paint on other people what they should and shouldn't be doing with their lives. So I'm not here to tell you anyone or really shame anyone or condemn anyone for, for example, getting the jibber-jabber because they're going to do what they want with their own lives. I can provide them with the information that helps them to um, you know, read up about it a little bit more, maybe familiarise themselves with a bit more information so that they're a bit more open to or, or aware of you know, the consequences of it and what's behind all of this. But at the end of the day, I'm not... Because there's, there's people in my life that I love that have had the, the, the jibber-jabber, for example, and I'm not going to love them any less because of something that is essentially... A lot of it's mostly out of their control because they just... they don't Maybe they don't want to research more about it. Maybe they don't want to know. And so, you know, I, I just went through this process of really realising that if I want other people to respect my decisions, if I want other people to accept the things that I'm doing with my life and, you know, even my choice not to get the jibber-jabber, I know that not everyone is going to agree with that. You might even be watching this and you might think, oh, why, why hasn't she got it? But if I expect people to respect my decisions and to accept me and to leave me alone, basically, then I've got to do the same for other people. And I've got to leave people alone. And I think this is the, the birth of all tyranny, is that we're not leaving each other alone. We are constantly fighting with other people, even arguing on the internet with other people, telling other people what is the right way to live. This is not the way. For me, anyway. This is not the way to a more unified, harmonious world. Because we're clashing. We're clashing all our paint together. What happens? It creates an actual shit show. I don't even know what colour it creates. You know, when you mix all these colours together in school and, you know, you're messing around with all the paint, you're mixing the red and the blue and the yellow and the green, and all of a sudden it turns into this kind of shit show mess. It's like a con conglomeration of everything together and it just doesn't look as vibrant, as pretty anymore. It's because we're so busy trying to impose what we think is right onto other people. And that distracts us from the real problems in the world. And I feel like the more, the more defensive you are over your position, positionalities and your ideals, the more easily offended you are going to be all the time. Let's take, for example, someone that is very deeply rooted in feminism and is very of the kind of mindset that women must be treated with more respect than men because they've gone so d d far down that kind of world. Then whenever someone, whenever a man makes a, a joke or a passing comment just about something that's, you know, not even that serious, she might take it to heart. She might get really, really offended about it and start going and talking about feminism all the time and how she's so treated so unfairly in this world. And that's how people start to become so defensive about things. And they start attacking each other and then they start getting in arguments with everyone. It creates more conflict in the world. It's because we're so deeply entrenched in these beliefs that we believe that they are part of who we actually are. It's like when, when guys start fighting about football teams. They get really freaking annoyed whenever someone, you know, says that, oh, you don't like, I don't even know, I don't even know football clubs. You don't even like West Ham United? I don't even know if this is a football club, by the way. This is just an example. You don't even like that team? 
What is wrong with you, man? You're fucked up. You should go and watch them play. And they get really, really, oh, really annoyed about it. Trying to convince everyone how good West Ham United is or how good and how, how everyone should believe in the same things that I'm believing. Forgetting that we are all so different. And a lot of the ways in which we're different is purely because we've been conditioned in different ways. So let's say that, for example, religion is a really good example of this, you know. You've been, so, you've been brought up to be a Christian all your life, this is all you know, and then you start believing that you have to follow all these doctrines of telling other people that if they don't follow Christianity as well, then they're going to hell, they're going to be considered si sinners. And because they're, they're basically walking around with this bucket of paint, believing that they should paint other people's walls with this paint, they've forgotten that they're not even the paint. I hope this is making sense. I hope this is going through to you. They've forgotten that they are just the wall, the blank canvas between, behind all of this. But they are not, their identity is not the equivalent of their religious beliefs. Your identity is not equivalent to the football team that you support. Your identity is not equivalent to the race that you are, the skin colour that you are. Your identity is not equivalent to your career, your job title, your gender. If we want to live in a more unified world, we have to really start looking beyond people's differences. And if you expect other people to respect the choices that you're making in your life, as long as you are not directly, overtly harming other people and killing other people, basically, then leave people alone and other people will do unto you, unto you the same. So, for example, when I started to feel this kind of pang inside of me, of feeling, you know, this sensitivity to criticism if other people were saying, you know, oh, are you sure you want to do, are you sure you want to do the OnlyFans? Like, I literally had people messaging me saying, well, this is a person. And I know it all, for, for some people, it came from a place of love. It came from a place of genuine care. Or rather, you know, that's my assumption. But they were basically saying, are you sure you want to do this? And I feel like we have to trust other people to make their own decisions. If you want other people to trust in you and trust that you know what you're doing and that you're going to find your own way and even if you fuck up along the way or you make mistakes, you're going to be able to handle it, then you have to be willing to trust other people to do the same and leave them alone right so as i was kind of processing this and kind of processing with this basically other people trying to paint their own perception of what i should be doing with my life onto me i had to really transcend that tendency to be so bothered about what other people think about what i'm doing with my life because that part inside it lives inside of all of us that's that's sort of fear of what other people might say because we're all very social creatures you know we, we inherently care about what our what our tribe our pack thinks of us right but at some point you have to start going beyond that you have to just be happy you know happy with your wall knowing that the paint that's on it if you've decided for your paint to be that way and it's not out of your own conditioning that is to say it's not what it's not other people's paint it doesn't belong to other people but it's something that you you feel is right for you that's all that, that's all that matters really so I had to sort of deal with the these these inputs that were coming in of people perhaps thinking that you know I'd sold myself out <laughs> or that 
I was cheap or easy for deciding to do an OnlyFans. And you know, people are gonna think those things. I'm not even here to control what people think. And neither of you, neither are you in your own life. You know, you're not, you don't have any control over, over what other people perceive of you. So let people think what they want. That's really something that I had to process and learn lately. It's truly just let people think what they want. And if you make yourself just feel okay with who you are, you don't have to. You don't have to try and ward other people off with your own paintbrush, being like, oh, you get away with your paintbrush or I'll paint you with my paintbrush kind of thing. <laughs> As in trying to push your beliefs on them to counteract them trying to push their beliefs on you. Like for example, you know, uh, left wing and right wing. Let's say that you are heavily identified as being someone on the left political side of the spectrum. And you get so easily offended and believe that everyone should be on, everyone should believe the same things that I do. Everyone should be believing in this, in this political party. And if you don't, then you're a fucking twat, basically. That's what people are insinuating. That's how divisive this society has become. That's what they want. They want you to fight with other people. They want you to be butting heads with each other all the time so that you stop focusing on the actual real problems in the world. And instead we're getting into debates with people on the internet about what, what is the right thing to believe in. Trying to push our own personal agendas onto other people without even realizing that oftentimes it's out of a personal agenda. It's your own ego trying to impose something on someone else. And oftentimes people think they're doing the right thing. So this is why you have to try and look past it when people are trying to, you know, impose their own ideals over you. It's because they don't realize that they're lost and caught up in their own personal agenda attached to it. A lot of people that try and impose their religion on other people or impose um, their discrimination on other people is because they think it's, they genuinely think it's the right thing. They've been so deeply conditioned to believe that, that, that what they believe in is the only truth. Failing to assimilate that we're in this thing with, we're in this room with a lot of different walls in here Walls of many different colours, lots of different paint, lots of different beliefs, lots of different cultures, lots of different ways of being brought up, lots of different ways of viewing the world. And I think people forget that, we're all very different. So to say that you know the one way, the one right way of living, and that all other, other things around it are wrong, this is not the way. This is why wabi-sabi will save us all because wabi-sabi is essentially saying everything imperfectly working together in harmonious union and if you're on the spiritual path you will know that there is only one real truth that one real truth is the fabric of consciousness that weaves us all together that weaves this sense of aliveness together between all of us. That infinite, eternal, timeless sense of stillness that pervades everything and everyone. That's what all religions were pointing to. Jesus didn't even mean to start Christianity. 
the things that he shared and a lot of what these ascended masters they, they taught us and shared with us is that there is only one eternal truth and everything else to try and get to that all these different ways we've been indoctrinated to believe that this is the right way to be a moral person or this is the right way to be a good person through you know um, following for example the Ten Commandments all of these are kind of different different layers or different distractions from the one eternal truth and I feel like if we want to seriously create heaven on earth then we have to be really willing to leave other people alone and see past our differences whether you've been jibber-jabbered or you haven't been jibber-jabbered whether you are a policeman or you are I don't know a a student whether you are a leftist or a right wing just even think about how much we have used our mind used our intellect to separate ourselves from one another through these different labels all of your beliefs inside of your head are literally just collections of thoughts they are literally collections of thought forms inside of your head that you've accumulated and that you've attached your sense of self to to believe that this is who I am and this is what I stand for, this is what I believe in. It's really not got anything to do with who you actually are. They're just thought forms in your mind. And this is why, for example, I've never been a very political person. Honestly, I don't care. I don't really care about that world. I've never been invested in that world because I saw the ways that it would just cause people to argue with one another. And then it becomes less about, you know, the actual belief systems that you're talking about and more about people's egos getting involved, trying to destroy one another by making themselves feel right and by making the other person feel wrong. But if we want heaven on earth, if you want heaven on earth, we are going to have to start understanding just how much we are painting our own perception of other people and painting them out to be monsters. Calling our fellow human beings, you know, horrible, disgusting or whatever, you know, just all, think about how much we judge other people all the time. And a lot of people don't want to admit they're actually very judgmental, but I, I personally definitely admit that my mind when I'm observing my mind creating judgments about other people it says very judgmental things and I watch it when I start to meditate I start to watch my mind being like what the fuck <laughs> why does my mind just you know automatically call that person an idiot it just came as a thought inside of my head like what an idiot and I started to witness my mind doing this it's such a shocking revela revelationary process to realize the way that the mind works and how judgmental it is all the time like it's judging people all the time you just might not be aware of it you might not be conscious enough to be watching what your mind is doing that's why you know we have to be very hyper aware of the different ways that we react to other people the different ways that other people provoke a reaction inside of us and instead of being so quick to respond well react to the outer world and react to this person to pounce on them for not doing what we want them to to do or pounce on them and attack them or criticize them we have to be observing 
Why are we reacting so strongly to this person? What is it within me that is, tr is so triggering about this other person? I'm kind of touching on shadow work here, which you can check out more about on my channel, which is called How to Evolve Rapidly. And also, we've got a series coming up on the channel, which is called How to Grow Self-Love in Seven Days, which is going to blow your socks off, guys. So stay, stay tuned. That's coming on 11th of February. It's a week, a week of long chats with yours truly. And we'll be talking about how to totally start loving yourself more and not just talking about it on a surface level but actually going into the different layers and stages of what it means to start loving yourself fully. I'm sharing with you all of my insights because just like you, I'm on this process as well. I'm on this journey as well. But the reason that I wanted to talk about, you know, this idea of painting perception is because we've got to become very aware of what is your paint? What is the thing that you are, your, your mind is veiled with? your different ways of viewing the world, of you know how you think things should be or what other people should be doing with their lives or things of that nature. And just be, become very aware of whenever you are finding that, that there's that controlling tendency within you to try and change what someone else is doing. And I used to face this also whenever um, I would live with people that were messier than I am. I would always have this kind of conditioned way of being that everything must be clean all the time. The kitchen must always be clean, we must always wipe down. And I would then get annoyed by, for example, my sister or my flatmates because they wouldn't clean up after themselves. And it would trigger such a strong response in me, like, they should be clean, why are they not doing this? It's so unfair, blah, blah, blah. And the mind, the mind is very active with judgment. Things need to be this way. It needs to be tidy and organized. Why don't they clean up right away? Why do I have to do all the cleaning? Blah, blah, blah. And then you get very sucked into this very egoic mode of consciousness where you're only thinking about how you think the world should be trying to impose that on other people around you. This is why self-reflection is so fucking important, guys. We have to be willing to reflect on ourselves, to observe these different reactions inside of us, observe the ways that we judge things, and then instead of acting on them, adding more chaos to the world, adding more conflict, adding more division into the world, we have to reel it back in and look at ourselves. Look at ourselves, because really, you know, you know what they always say in the spiritual community about, there is no world out there, there's only the world in here. It's kind of true. The way that you see the world is tainted by everything that you hold inside of yourself, all the content that you hide inside, that you um, have inside of yourself. And then whatever we focus on in here becomes projected out there and we focus on our own internal biases. So for me, for example, in the past, when I was such a clean freak, I would be focused on that internal bias within myself, refusing to see the part of me that, yes, could be lazy sometimes and was, was less organized, for example, and, less, and, and more messy. I would hyper-focus on that, so all I would see in the world is just this is mess everywhere, always being angry or resentful at other people not cleaning up because my consciousness was zoomed in on that, was hyper-focused on that. But now, as I've learned to embrace the part of me that's more messy and more relaxed and knows that things do not have to be clean all the time and stopped living out of this idea that things should always be my way, <laughs> it's the kind of inner control freak, isn't it? I just became okay with mess, so now it doesn't really bother me. It's not something that I focus on. It's not something that like really nabs at me and grabs at me. It's because I, I don't focus on that within the content of my consciousness anymore. It's not something that I'm biased towards. 
this is how self-reflection helps us to become more open and more expansive and more loving people to be honest because now I don't I don't judge my sister if she's you know let the washing up build up because I know that I do it sometimes now as well when I was living with her so it helped me become a more loving person because I'm like yeah yeah do the dishes later and in fact when I stopped wanting her to do the dishes she started doing the dishes at her own accord so we see that when we let things take their own course and this is also tying into Wu Wei as well when you stop interfering with things and you just allow things to take their natural course you stop trying to impose yourself on other people and being so rigid about things being like no and starting to argue with other people being like no you know it, you're you're stupid for being a conservative or you're stupid for being this and getting really angry at people all the time for these just really stupid things but if you zoom out of it it's very stupid and pointless to argue with people about these things you will have so much more time and energy to focus on what is within your within your control which is yourself and the way that you live your life and actually accepting who you are more because the more you accept yourself this is something my mentor really helped me to understand is that the more you deeply accept yourself and you allow yourself to be who you are the more you will allow other people to be who they are you won't feel the need to always be pointing out what's wrong with other people always nitpicking at them all the time always criticizing them all the time whether it's your partner your friends your family because you allow yourself to be who you are you allow yourself to be the full range of who you are the good the bad the ugly and when that happens when you're finally more comfortable in your own skin you're more relaxed with yourself you no longer expect yourself to be a certain way all the time you're no longer trying to control yourself essentially why would there be any need to try and control other people because oftentimes we try and change other people forgetting that it doesn't really affect us that much and one last example is when my mum used to ask me to make her cups of coffee and my mum takes two sugars in her coffee and also coffee mate and I know that there's a lot of processed sugar and crap in coffee mate and in sugar itself so whenever I would make her a cup of coffee I'd always try and add less sugar because it was weighing on me that what? I don't want her to be having this much sugar because inside I was very uncomfortable with having that much sugar I was then trying to, you know, subtly impose on her that she should have less sugar as well. Then when she'd receive the cup of coffee, she'd say, this is horrible. You didn't put enough sugar in here. It's not sweet enough. And it's because I was trying to infuse my own way, my own way of doing things onto her own life without even asking her about it, without even asking for her permission. Believing that, yes, I want her to be more healthy. I want her to have less sugar. But really, it's not up to me. It's not up to me. If she wants to have sugar, let her have sugar. And then, yes, in that example, we can we can say, you know, oh, I've, I've read about processed sugar and then it's not really healthy for you and, you know, make them more aware and lead by example. But other than that, you know, don't go around walking around with your paintbrush trying to shape people into the way that you think they should be. It's so futile so so futile so yeah that's what i've been realizing lately <laughs> little insights little little insights and we've been talking for such a long time wow 47 minutes i think i'm going to wrap it up here folks because it's getting quite dark and a little bit cold but wow that was a that was an interesting episode there's a lot of different things popping out at different times that i just didn't didn't expect 
but wabi sabi wabi sabi you can tell you can tell in my energy in this episode that wabi sabi <laughs> just makes me happy <laughs> please comment down below wabi sabi makes me happy because it's it's everything working together as it should not interfering with anyone else's process knowing that even the people that maybe they don't see things the way that you do that's that's how it's meant to be at that time it's meant to be they're meant to be on that part of their journey at that time of the divine orchestration of things so how could any of it really be wrong how could any of it really intrinsically be wrong and again it's not to say that we can't take action or say that things aren't wrong or you know put our foot down with certain things especially with what's going on in the world we have to say no to tyranny <laughs> but you know especially in your everyday life we've got to be introducing a more conscious attitude into our interactions with other people and I guess I guess this channel really is about learning to become a more relaxed person learning to become a more relaxed chill person like another example just before we go is whenever in the past I've tried to offer unsolicited advice to people and the key word here is unsolicited because I love giving advice, I love helping people, but I realized it, like early in my journey that if someone does not ask me for my input and my advice, then I'm not gonna shove it down their throat. I'm not gonna tell them what they should or shouldn't do unless they directly come to me and say, hey, can you give me some advice? Can you give me some guidance? So it's kind of like with my coaching, for example. And also, if you're interested in one-to-one -one coaching with me, I do have slots available. So you can get in touch, I love helping back with themselves and you know if you're feeling in a place that right now where you need some extra support you need some guidance um, and you need some more tapping into your own inner wisdom then get in touch uh, my email is relightwithcatherine at gmail.com um, if that interests you and I'll put my, my link to my website in my description box but yes I'm accepting more one-to-one -one coaching clients but I, I realized that you know I would rather people people come to me saying yes I would like to hear more of what you're saying and you know it's a case of them using their free will to come to me rather than me saying right this is me I'm a coach do you want to work with me do you want to do this do you want to do that and you know kind of trying to market myself and ad advertise myself I think that's just really going against the flow of things it's going against Wu Wei it's kind of trying to Im impose your will uh, onto onto other people and I think the best things happen naturally and organically that's how I started working with my with my existing clients so far, it was because people, that's how I became a coach, is because people came to me saying, hi, I like what you share on YouTube and I wanna work with you. So that's when I was like, all right, okay, well, I'm gonna start coaching now. And I feel like when you allow things to just kind of evolve spontaneously and naturally, wabi-sabi style, God, I freaking love that word, wabi-sabi. <laughs> if you watch this back, take a shot of water not of alcohol or unless you want unless you want to drink alcohol that's fine as well because I'm not here to control what you're doing but take a shot every time I say wabi-sabi and you'll be leathered absolutely leathered on the floor probably anyways I digress yes um yeah I just got to a point where it's like if you I'm just here to listen to you I'm here to hold space for you and you know if someone wants to hear advice from you if someone wants to hear your opinion if someone asks for your input if someone asks for your opinion that is when you input your opinion because a lot of times you know we get so we get so invested on trying to change the world and trying to get people to believe the same things as us that we start inputting our opinion when no one really asked for our opinion 
And I feel like, you know, if no one asks for your opinion, what's the point of spouting it out? Because people will not be in a receptive mode to really hear what you're saying, because it'll kind of come across as you trying to get them to think a certain way. You're essentially trying to indoctrinate other people with, with your ideals, believing that this is going to be the way to make things better if everyone believes the same things as I do. And it's just like, when you zoom out and you look at it and you reflect on yourself, it's like, wow, how egotistical of me to think that my way is the only way. <laughs> it truly is. And, you know, I'm still evolving on this process. I'm still learning a lot about, you know, my own, my own judgments, my own reactions and introducing more awareness into them. Uh, but I hope that the things that I share today, especially, have inspired you to sprinkle a little bit more awareness onto your garden so that we can grow the garden of our lives together. So I'm going to conclude now because it's getting dark and I don't want to be sat in the middle of, in the middle of, to be honest, I don't really know where I am. Like I know the town that I'm in, but I've never been here before. So um, if I was to be left stranded in the dark, I don't know if it'd be the best thing for me. But anyways, thank you so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate it, you know, comment, like, subscribe if you haven't already, all that shebang. Um, and if you want to uh, work with me one-to-one, -one, you can find all the details with, uh, down in the description box. And if you um, are ready for it, my series on how to grow self-love in seven days will be out very, very soon. We'll probably be missing the weekly groceries that week because I will literally be uploading about seven one-hour chats in one week for you to absorb and devour on valentine's week to give yourself some loving but if you're watching and you're still here then let's round it up by giving ourselves a nice hug um and just saying thanks to ourselves for being here thanks for committing to this process you know if you resonate with my channel i presume you're on the spiritual path you're, you're committed to becoming more aware and more conscious so give yourself some thanks so thanks for being here and i will see you next time Bye-bye. Wabi-sabi!